Welcome to From the Bleachers, and this is an emergency podcast with Laval winning their semifinal game today. So we'll talk about that a little bit, and we'll talk about the uh, matchup with Glens Falls tomorrow, Nick. So we figured we had so many um, comments from Laval people and so many um, nice things people are saying about us, and Mick and I were able to watch the games. The game kind of fell at a perfect time for us. During our lunch, we were able to watch the game, and so we wanted just to to give some of our Lava listeners a chance for our um, our view on on the game and what we see happening tomorrow. So first of all, congratulations to Lavaville. When we go over the stats, if you just look at the stat sheet without the score, Mick, you would say Lava lost by ten. The stat, this well, actually, I shouldn't say that. Part of the stats say Lowville sh- could have lost this game, and we'll talk about the reasons why we think they won the game. Just general overview, Mick, Lowville's in control the whole game. There wasn't a point where they were down a little bit in the second quarter, but I don't think there was a point where you thought Lowville, like you said, you were worried about the speed. There wasn't a point where you said they are overmatched, and I think actually the discipline and what Lowville did overmatched Senator Riches. Yeah, and it was evident at the start that the the Center Maracas team speed wasn't going to be a problem, and Lavel did a really good job taking care of the ball. They were able to break uh, the press with relative ease. There wasn't you know a whole bunch of turnovers in the press. We'll get to those turnover numbers in a second, though, Nick. But yeah, I never got the sense that the the speed or maybe the size or the length of Center Maracas, which that's all we heard about. You know, going into the game during the course of the week, it never really felt that that was going to be a problem. And you hit the nail on the head, Nick, when you talked about the discipline. It was the Lowville discipline on offense, and it was really impressive today. Just they got they played at the speed that they wanted to play at, and they've been able to do that all. You know, during the during the course of the sectionals. They've played at their speed. They haven't played at anyone else's speed. And my concern going in, talked about it in the podcast the other day, was would they get to a speed that they didn't really want to play? But they proved today that they can play at any speed. And watching that today, Nick, it was ultra impressive. So discipline, here's what I saw. First few possessions of the game, um, Senator Mauritius came out and pressed them, and Laval just annihilated the press, got easy baskets. Uh, Aiden McCulley was just unreal, breaking the press. Then at the end of the game, you know, they're up 10 with about three minutes to go. They shoot a three, I think, and get a rebound instead of putting it back up. They take it back out. They run clock. And they just, they're so well coached and so disciplined. It was just, it was so much fun to watch the game. And like I said, if you didn't know the two teams, you would say Lyleville is the much better team, you know, watching that game. And for me, the turning point of the game was there was a spot where Senator Mariches was up 28-26 somewhere in the middle of the second quarter. Lavo goes on a 9-0 run, and they get the score up to 35-28, and that was it. And I don't think Senator Mariches got any closer. They got it to, I believe, 6 um, in the third quarter, but they were it was never a point. I mean... You can say it now, but if you look back at the game, Mick, there was never a point where Lava was even in trouble. I mean, Senator Riches struggled to score, and I think, you know, we're going to say a big thank you. So the game just got over probably a couple hours ago. So I got a hold of Mike Curtis and Pat Spadafore. They're at Syracuse.com. Mike Curtis was covering the game, and he sent us the game stats from 
uh, Binghamton. And there's, you know, we, me and Mick, we guessed Lava. We knew they made nine threes. We guessed it was nine for 25. And we were wrong about that. They were more efficient than that. But Mick, there are a few numbers that just, we just looked at the stats before we came on that really stuck out to us why Lava won the way they did. Yeah, first off, it is their offensive efficiency. 17 of 28 from two-point range, 9 of 18 from three-point range, and you and I talked about it, Nick, just before we went on the pod that we kind of thought they were like 9 for 25-ish, 9 for 27-ish. I kind of guessed that they were around 35%. They ended up at 50%. They were 26 for 46 in the game, which works out to 57%, and they only shot the ball 46 times, and... Senator Maracas, they actually had 79 shots, Nick. It is unreal looking at the numbers. Laval scored 80 points on 46 shots. That is almost, that's, I don't, I don't want the calculator in front of me. It's, you're getting close to two points per shot. An efficient NBA player is getting 1.15, 1.2 points per shot. They're way over that. So if you don't look at the score, don't look at shooting percentages, look at these two numbers. Lauville shoots 46 times. Santa Maritza shoots the ball 79 times. So if you just look at those two numbers by themselves, Lauville should lose by 15. And then you, then you go, but the efficiency, Lauville is so efficient, and that's what they've done, Mick, is they've been efficient all year long. They don't panic, and they win by 12. It's just amazing. They're... They have a stat here. It's your effective field goal percentage. So basically they shot almost 66% from the field. They shot 76% from the line. There's the game. And it's just that is just an amazing number. I that's a, that's why you're in the state finals. You almost I almost have to laugh about it because it's a in a high school basketball game, you just would not think that a team could be that efficient on offense. And just to go back to that number, 46 field goal attempts and 80 points. That is just it's mind-blowing. You can't even you can't even quantify that. And like I said, before we got on the pod, we were kind of I told Nick I said if if we could get the field goal percentages, I was really interested in what their field goal percentage was. And then, you know, uh, Mike Curtis hooked us up with those numbers. And then looking at the numbers, I immediately looked at the field goal percentage for Laval and I just started laughing. And, you know, Senator Marichus, they were 30 of 79 from the field. They took 33 more shots than Lowville. If you tell any basketball coach that someone's going to get 33 more shots than your team, I mean, you're going to say you're going to lose, you know, almost nine and a half times out of 10. So Lowville's field goal percentage is the difference. And then we talked about it before we went on. Center Mauritius, they missed a lot of layups, Nick. So this stat sheet, we were marveling at it. We wish we'd get more of it. They actually do a layup percentage. Lavel was 14 from 21 for layups. That's 67%. Santa Mauritius 19 for 37. So they miss 18 layups. And there are just about 51%. And here's another stat that just blew my mind. Santa Mauritius 25 offensive rebounds. Lavel has 8. And so what happened is Santa Mauritius got offensive rebounds, didn't convert. And what I noticed in the second half, they were breaking the press, kind of, and they were attacking the press, but they couldn't convert. And part of the press is 
Make that team hurry up and shoot. And if you miss, Lava was getting easy baskets the other way. They defended the back of the press well. Uh, remember Syracuse's run in the NCAA tournament? I think, who have they down to? Was it Auburn or Oklahoma State where they came back on a big run because the team went fast and... Or was it McNeil was in the back and he was blocking shots or forcing missed layups? Senator Riches just missed layup after layup, and then Lavelle come the other way and they would convert. So the game is Lavelle's press didn't get turnovers. Senator Riches only turned the ball over ten times, but we are worried about Lavelle matching their speed. Senator Riches couldn't match the speed of Lavelle, and they were rush shots. They missed layups, and that still just blows my mind. They, they took 79 shots to 46 and lost. Um, so that just goes to how efficient Lauville was and what a credit it is to. That's a well-coached team. That's a disciplined team. So that's credit to Coach Shambo and his kids. And people say well, you need seniors to win. Uh, Hudson White had 12. And not saying he wasn't efficient himself, but they won. Um, let's see, Gavin McCulley. 86% from two and 50% from three. Uh, Gavin McCulley, one for one from three, six of 11 from two. Chad Bach, three for five. Um, Hudson White, four for nine from three. That's why you win. Yeah, and the turnovers, it was, Lawville had 17 turnovers and Senator Riches had. 10. So Senator Riches, they won the turnover battle, but my magic number usually is you don't want you want to try to keep that number under 15. And kind of thinking about the game before the game was played today, I was kind of thinking if you know Lavelle had to keep that number under 20. And in reality, my concern was Lavelle playing faster than they really wanted to play. And it was really Senator Riches actually got sped up to a point where they missed a lot of layups, they missed a lot of open threes, they rushed some things, and they probably got sped up more than what they wanted to play. And I thought it would be vice versa and prove me wrong because Lavelle played at the speed that they wanted to play. So they you know, lost the turnover battle, but the 17 was definitely workable. And when you turn it over 17, even if they would have turned it over 20 times, they shot such a good percentage that... It wouldn't have mattered anyway. And then just going to the offensive rebounds for one second, Lavo got pounded on the offensive glass. Senator Riches went 25 to 8 on him. But you go back to that field goal percentage again. Lavo said they shot such a great percentage that even on their 46 shots, they're able to generate 80 points. So it all boils down to field goal percentage, it all boiled down to the shooting. And that was the difference. In that game, and then there were a couple points, you know, where Senator Riches tried to get back into the game. They tried to get that ten point lead down to eight. Lava would just run a set, work the shot clock down to ten, get a couple passes, and then got fouled and went to the foul line. And you know, they did a great job from the foul line too. Nineteen to twenty five, seventy six percent. I can't beat that. Anything over seventy five percent is awesome. If you shoot eighty percent, that's awesome. And you know, Senator Mauritius actually two for nine. And Nick, they only shot the ball. They only shot nine foul shots. So that's telling us too that they settled for a lot of jump shots, missed a lot of layups, and that combination just that doomed them. And we've talked about this before. Lowville doesn't foul. They press and don't foul. So you're pressing the whole game. You give up nine free throws. Discipline, 
Discipline, discipline. Yeah, we said that. We, we've been saying that every single week. We've preached that every single week. It's something that falls between the cracks when you talk. You have the discussion about Lowville. They don't foul in their pressure. So they don't put anybody on the foul line. Senator Mariches only shoots nine foul shots. It's discipline, discipline, discipline. I've seen a lot of high school basketball forever. I don't think I've seen a more disciplined team than Coach Shambo right now and the Lowville Red Raiders. So just final point numbers for... Lyleville. Chad Bach had 11. Aiden McCulley and Gab McCulley both had 22 each. Alex Thomas, 3. Um, Tiffany had 2. Hudson White, 12. Then Aiden Zare had 8. Balanced scoring, just what they've always done. On the other side, um, Snowden, who we talked about last time, 26, he got his points. But Nix, their point guard, 1,000-point score, held to just 7 points. So the Lyleville defense comes up big again as well. So that's a credit again to Coach Chambeau and his defense, and they were prepared. And that's going to make lead us right into our next discussion. Is we talked about this a couple weeks ago. Um, still, like flabbergasted, we're here. It is Joe Girard versus Lowville, and I got to watch some of the Glens Falls game today, and he has every record in New York State um, right now. They said since the year 2000, he has the most points in the country. I think nationally, he's like in the top 10 nationally for career points. And it's going to come down to how do you defend Joe Girard. It's really down to that. So today, in today's game, um, Olean, Girard came out, I think he had 18 points in the first quarter. And they tried to double him. He shot from 30 feet, and then as a second, he only ended up with, I mean only, he had 39 points. And what I noticed, Mick, is they rebounded the ball really well in the offensive glass, so his role players were cleaning up the mess that he missed. And I, he shot the ball. He wasn't efficient today. He just shot it. And so, you know, going into the Joe Girard show tomorrow, you know, what What are some things Lyle was going to do to win that game tomorrow? Yeah, Olean came out, and they tried single coverage, and Gerard lit them up in the first quarter, but I've watched Gerard in the last couple of weeks, watch him play three or four times during the sectional run, and every team's tried something different. Some teams have run doubles at him. Some teams have run triples at him. Ogdensburg tried running doubles and triples right from the get-go last weekend. They tried getting physical with him, and... Whatever other teams have used hasn't really worked. Glens Falls is scoring at 70, 75 you know, points a game clip. So you know, even if Gerard's not really all that efficient, Glens Falls is able to, you know, they're able to score 70 points a game. Uh, they pound people on the glass. So they're a big kid that's in the middle. They do a really good job on the glass. But watching Lowville today going into tomorrow, Nick, I, you know, I don't want to put the hex on them. I don't want to jinx them. I like them tomorrow. I really do. And I just think the balanced scoring, and I just think Lowville fundamentally will do a good job defensively. And I can see Gerard actually kind of going off tomorrow. We had this conversation just before we got on. I can see him going off tomorrow for 40, 45-ish, and I still think Lowville wins. So one thing I noticed in the Glens Falls game is – when you are running two and three guys at him, you leave yourself open for offensive rebounds. So that's one of the problems is they're setting a high screen. Olean's double teaming on a high screen. He's 30 feet from the basket. You're double teaming. You're leaving guys open. You're leaving lanes open to rebound. And that's what happened to Olean today. Olean is undefeated. 
Olean was a battle-tested team. They've won two state titles. This wasn't a team that, you know, this isn't like a fluke. Olean was ranked first in the state. So the announcer, I was watching the game on the NFHS app, and the announcer said at the end of the game, if the McCulley's can tie or outscore Gerard, they think Lava will have a chance. I, And he, they kind of passed over Hudson White. So, all right, the McCulley's tie Gerard. Hudson White's going for 20. Chad Box getting 11. I don't know if those other guys are getting 40 points for Glens Falls. But the problem is, is you have no practices to get ready for the leading scorer in New York State history. Now, I don't know if he, if Coach Shambo's going to be able to get in the gym or if you go and get a, a big room at the hotel, but to not be able to – and I don't know if he, they talked about him during the week and maybe uh, sprinkled some stuff in. I, I've never been in this situation. So that one thing that would concern me is if he had a week to get ready, I, may, I would feel more confident to have – maybe no practices or just a walkthrough to get ready tomorrow, I don't even know how they could practice, is you're going to have to change your defense. If they just go man up on Girardi, he can get, I mean, he can get 60. It's like you say that, you think it's crazy, but he gets 60 all the time. He's gonna, now he's going to shoot it 60, 70 times. He would probably would have, I'm sure he outshot Lava by himself today. So how do you prepare and what is Coach Shambo's plan for Girard? No one stopped him yet. And they talked about this is the pinnacle of his career. This is what, you know, this is what I hate to say is there's the only people rooting for Lavo tomorrow are going to be Lavo fans because the rest of the state wants to see Joe Girard win. He's going to Syracuse, and it's going to be a huge story. And we're hoping Lavo goes, and, you know, it's the story that Girard couldn't ever get that state title. He had two state football titles, but he wasn't able to overcome, you know, a a, uh, a village of 3,000 people up in upstate New York that was able to knock the king off his throne. Yeah, I think I'm going to look at it a little bit differently, and I'm going to say the wild card tomorrow is going to be the Lavelle offense. And I think their ball movement and I think their ability to be efficient on the offensive end is going to be problematic for Glens Falls. Ogdensburg's, uh, without looking at the scores, Ogdensburg scored 70 points. I don't. I'm not sure. Glens Falls has seen an offense and an offense that is as disciplined and effective as this Lavelle offense. So I'm going to take a. I'm just going to kind of view this a little bit differently. My number one. I don't think my number one concern right now is Gerard because I think either way he's scoring. You can run one guy. You can run two guys at him. He is going to score if you can make him a little less efficient. That is good. If you can get up on the glass and don't let them pound you on the glass, which I'm th- I think Lowville is capable of doing, I think they get into offense, they can score. So if Glens Falls goes for 70, I can see Lowville going for 75, 76. I'm really comfortable with, with them playing this game tomorrow. I, wouldn't, I don't think I would have said that this morning, but after seeing them play today, I feel really comfortable seeing Glens Falls play and like I said, Nick, I don't want to put the hex on them, but after watching, I feel really good. I really think Glens Falls is going to have a problem with their offense. Now, if Lavo comes out, shoots really bad from three, which can happen, then obviously the task is going to get a little bit tougher. But if they come out and they show the same kind of efficiency as they did today and get some more shots, I think I think they win. And, and just one last thing. 
I just want to give a shout out to Andy Capone, just doing a great job, just a great assistant coach, had the opportunity to coach against Coach Capone forever, baseball, basketball, and really happy for Andy uh, on the bench with Coach Shambo. Uh, you know, just a shout out to you guys. Just It's an awesome job. Just, you know, a lot of people in the area just marveling at what you did. And, you know, Nick and I, I think this is just mind-blowing how hard it is to do I appreciate it. Nick's, Nick appreciates it. And you're doing it in Class B. Class B, uh, you know, Class B, A, and AA, not to discredit C or D or anything like that. Class B rural school, man, well done. Yeah, Coach Capone was kind of one of those guys I looked up to when I first started. He was, you know, we were able to scrimmage a little bit, and during sectional time we would call each other once in a while, and he was always willing to talk to me. And it's uh, it's amazing what they're doing, and, you know, going into today's game, I kind of said to myself that this was the state finals, the Lavo game. But, again, I'm not going to predict anything, but there's there's no reason they can't win tomorrow. You're not going in saying, oh, boy, you know, it's a one-in-a-hundred shot to win. Um, for putting a Vegas line on it, Lavo might be a favorite in the game. Yeah, especially after today. You know, you get that game under your belt. Kind of see a you know a Long Island team. Everybody talked about down by the city, down down south, and there wasn't a point where I got that feeling. Never got the never got the feeling today that they were overmatched, and you know started to pull away in the third quarter. So confidence is sky high, should be sky high, and just really looking forward to a really really good game tomorrow. So it's five fifteen tomorrow, versus Glens Falls down in Binghamton. If you're going to the game. You know, get down there early. You get there's actually I was listening today. There's semifinal games. You're going to clear the gym, and then you go for the second session for the finals. If you get early, you're going to get kicked out. So I think the first final is that 5:15 game. If you can't get down there, you got to get the NA NFHS account. I bought one today. It gets you a month. So you can watch all the games. I'm going to watch St. Johnsville tomorrow. Hopefully they're in the finals. You get Cooperstown. Cooperstown. So it costs you $10. You can you get it for a month and you cancel it. And they show a lot of other stuff. They'll show football and baseball if you want to spend the $10 a month. But we just wanted to get this podcast in. We appreciate, we've had a lot of Lava listeners and we appreciate them. So we want to give you our little our little bonus podcast here. Um, just to review this game, we didn't want to wait till next week, and it would have been all over because we're we're pretty pumped up about the game tomorrow, and we're excited for our neighbors to the north. So, best wishes to Lowville and Coach Shambo, Coach Capone, all the kids. Um, I had all the kids in school asking about it today. Um, my kids in class at the end of class, you're like, can we watch the end of the game? So we put the game up, and um, you have a whole bunch of people rooting for you, not just from Lowville. You are carrying the banner for a lot of upstate New York people, and we're proud to say you're our neighbors, and we wish you the best of luck. So good luck tomorrow to Lavo. And we're going to wrap it up, and we'll have a podcast next week, hopefully talking about, uh, we'll talk about the state championship, and hopefully Lavo and the banner they'll be putting up, and a um, bunch of other stuff. So thanks for listening to the bonus one. Hopefully you'll get it before the game starts. Have a good night, and good luck, Lavo.